You know, there's a lot of stuff that can be said about the year 2020, negative stuff. But one thing I think we need to recognize is how consistent it's been. It has been consistent. That is for sure. It has been really, really consistent with blow after blow after blow after blow. So at least when we're talking about the year 2020, we can we can always fall back on the one positive thing. The upside is, wow, it was a really, really consistent year. It was. And that being said, uh, you know, we have tried to navigate all the the stuff, the the heavy and the negative stuff that, that that's happening the, the best we can. And uh, I think we're going to try to do that today, but um, we're going to get into it like we have to. Uh, we have to talk about it. And hopefully we're going to um, encourage you in a couple of ways, which would be, you know, the upside, the upside. Um, <laughs> that's the word you forgot. <laughs> no, I didn't forget. I just couldn't. I just didn't know if that's the word I wanted to use. But um, hopefully we will. Because upside seems almost like a. For this instance, like it doesn't really fit, but um we're hopefully going to leave you at the end of this episode feeling really good and inspired and, and hopeful. So, um, yeah, here we go. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful that Callie enjoys my cooking because I really enjoy cooking for her. And I really enjoy eating your food. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for clean water. So we're going to spend a good part of today's episode of The Upside talking about the state of, of the United States of America today and in the shadow of everything that went on over the weekend. I will tell you that I am afraid of saying something wrong. I am too. I am afraid of offending one or a group of people who listen to this show. I'm afraid of coming off too political and having somebody mad because we don't want this to be a political show, but we're not going to not talk about it. And I don't want to speak for Callie, but I have a feeling that she's going to agree with this. If I say something wrong, two things. One, I'm sorry. And two, too bad. Because we got to talk about this. We have to talk about it and it has to be addressed. And we have to be forgiving if people say stuff that comes out wrong or is not received properly. And then we have to educate each other why it's not received properly. So I want to take, I want to put that on the table right here Mm -hmm. and say my intention. And I don't think Callie's intention is to say anything wrong during this episode of the upside, but we're not going to stay silent because we're afraid of that. No, we can't. We cannot stay silent because we're afraid. And part of it is If, you know, if you don't make mistakes, you never learn. If you don't, if you stay silent, you never learn. And that's just not acceptable right now for us. And I think to, to that, I want to say us doing this, it's, for me, it's, it's kind of scary, right? Because it's, 
it's not because I don't like to be wrong and I don't like to hurt people. And I'm worried about doing that, but there is an audience. This show has an audience, every single person, whether or not you have a, a podcast or a radio show or a big following on social media or a big family or a little family or whatever, every single one of us has an audience. And I think two things, it's important for you to speak to your audience in the best way that you know how with your honest and true feelings. And then as a listener, I think it's really important to hear what people are saying, to not work on formulating your response or your defense while they're saying it, but mm -hmm. just to truly hear them. And then if they say something wrong, educate them, explain to them why you believe it to be wrong and accept an apology if they make one. Mm -hmm. So that being said, man, this weekend sucked. We had the news on pretty much 24 seven this weekend. Um, and, you know, at one point I honestly thought I really want to turn this off. And then I thought, you know what? I can't, I can't turn it off. Because I felt I need the to same way. I, and it wasn't like because of drama. It was because I was like, I need to see this. Yes. I need to see what's happening right now. And because it's real and it's happening. And, um, I think, you know, for me, I've done so much reflecting this weekend. I've done so much thinking this weekend and I realized, you know, a, a lot of reflection. I've, I've spent a lot of time lately thinking about our country and all of that, but what I was doing this weekend was re reflecting on myself because I know that the change in this house comes from me and comes from you. So it was a time for me to look in the mirror and saying, what part am I playing in this or what am I not doing? That's not, that's making this worse. And I realized I have some blind spots. And one of my biggest blind spots was talking to a lot of my black friends this weekend and realizing that I don't know much of anything about their experiences. And I've been walking around this earth looking at some incredible black people in my life thinking, well, they're smart and successful and they have amazing children and they, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're so great. They can't have had that experience. And that's a blind spot. That's not true. And I spent this weekend listening and asking questions of my black friends and specifically my black mom friends, because I want to know what are the conversations that are happening in your home? And I want to understand that more. And, and I said that on my Instagram, cause I was getting a couple of nasty messages about not saying anything. And the truth is, is the reason that I, I hadn't is because I don't know what the answer is. And people immediately are like, you should say this, you should say this and you should say this. And I'm like, I want to think before I speak and have my words mean something. And for me, my first step in all of this was taking a look at myself, knowing that I have a blind spot and that I need to work on that blind spot. And my blind spot is, I don't know what so many people I love have been through, what their daily experiences, what their fears are. And to me, I need to change that in myself. And I started it this weekend. And I say that because I did get some messages after I said that saying it's not, and they were <laughs> actually all from white people, white women saying it's not the job of black people to educate you. 
And I felt really defeated by that because no, it's not, but it is my job to ask questions and it's my job to be present. But I think that's that right there is a dangerous statement. It's not because I don't think you are obligating anybody to provide you those answers, right? No, what I said is, hey, would you be willing to sit down and talk to me about this? Because right, but I, you're yeah. but you're not. Which sounds in this goes goes. I think a fear in doing that because I I've thought about doing some something similar. You don't want it to come across. I don't want to be a a privileged white guy calling up a, a, a person of color going, Hey, tell me how hard you ha it is for you. Like, I don't want it to come across that way, but I, I do think that there is a lot of, I know that there is so much white privilege and I want to address that real quick before I even, cause I know that's going to tune some people right out. I, if you struggle with the words white privilege, you need to know that white privilege is not a bad thing. It's not, it's not an accusation. If somebody says- It's not an accusation. Right. If so, I mean, it's a, it's not a bad thing. It's just, a, it's a- It's a It's fact. a fact. So, and, and the example that I used a couple of times in, in, in social media conversations over the weekend was if you're born right-handed- that's let's call that right privilege, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're left-handed, you always got to look for the other scissors, you know, especially mm -hmm. in elementary school, the scissors with the big green mm -hmm. handles were always the left-hand kids ones. And when you write uh, left-handed, you smudge the, you know, ink with your thing and, the, and, you, and the, the spine of the notebook is always on your left. And there's all these just little things that left-hand people have to deal with. That right-hand right people never have to don't have to deal with. So if mm -hmm. somebody said to you, you're so lucky because you're right-handed, you never got to find another pair of scissors. You're not going to, you don't take that as an accusation. You don't take that as a negative. You take that as a fact. You yeah. are right-handed. Right. Right. So I'm going to, the, the, and then I go on and say, so for me, as a white person, if I got pulled over by a cop, no part of me thinks that I might end up in the backseat of a police car or that I might end up dead. When you walk out of the house, I don't worry that if right. you get pulled over, you might your life might be over or you might be in danger. I don't have that fear. And that's a fear. That's white privilege. Right. White privilege is because of the color of your skin. That's something that you don't have to worry about when you, for yourself, when you walk out the door. But it exists on so many different levels, but for whatever reason, when it's attached to the, to, to race, people feel like, like I'm a, not white privilege. I'm a, not, I don't have white privilege. I got black friends. I am yeah. white privilege. I got black friends. Yes, you that's, do. That's no, you don't, you have white privilege. It's no different. I'm a man, right? Right. So, uh, that I probably, I have advantages. I make more money. Statistically men make more money than women. Mm -hmm. Right. So that is male privilege. It is. If somebody yeah. says to me, dude, you're so lucky. You're a dude. You're going to get paid a dollar 20 for every dollar that a woman makes at the same job. Statistically, I'm like, yeah, yep. It <laughs> like, sucks. Yeah. It, so and shouldn't that, be that way. And that's what it is. And it's just a fact. So please, when you hear those two words together, 
understand that it is not an accusation or it's not a belittling. It is a simple fact. And be thankful as a white person, be thankful that you probably have never been followed around a high-end store by security, that you have never been stopped, you know, by uh, a police officer because you, quote, look like someone who just committed a crime. Mm -hmm. It probably has never happened to you. If you're a parent of a son, especially, you probably, when they leave the house, worry about car wrecks, smoking weed, Mm -hmm getting a beer from a friend, whatever, but you probably don't worry about being arrested, tased, or shot by a police officer. You Mm -hmm. probably don't. That's it. So that's what, and that really, for whatever reason, that just upset me so much this weekend because- That was the, this weekend though, I got to say, was my first realization, I think, of really what white privilege is. I mean, because I used to think, oh, but people are saying white privilege. They're saying that I'm racist or I'm something. And that's not what it is at all. It's you were born a certain way. And so you don't have the same concerns as someone who wasn't born that way. And you have no control over it. No, none. As a, as a human being, you don't have any control over it. So you, so you can't take it as an accusation. I'll, I'll give one more analogy and then we'll move past it. But think of it this way. If there's two kids who are, they're each five years old and they're in kindergarten and the teacher calls up each parent and says, Hey, your kid is really smart. Um, but we think that maybe there's a learning disability there. Maybe there's some dyslexia or something that, um, if, if you could spend some extra, if a tutor could spend some extra time with them and help them with their Mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. Well, family A can afford a tutor or a private school or a whatever, right? At special classes, whatever. And so they send that kid down that path. Family B can't afford that. So maybe they the kid can go hang out for an extra half hour with an English teacher at school once a week who also has 12 other kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And doesn't but they're not any- going to a 40 grand a year school. <laughs> Correct. Right. That has nothing to do with the kid. But when all is said and done, the, the young man or the young woman who got the, the private one-on-one attention is probably going to be pri- have a privilege yes. and advantage over the other one. It has nothing to do with the kid. Right. And I don't think you would ever have a problem as an adult going, I was really lucky because I was having a hard time with my letters and my parents were able to send me to this tutor who worked with me for two hours a week and, and it made school so much easier for mm-hmm. me. I was lucky. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that for being white as well. Yeah. I think um, when I acknowledged my own blind spot and said, here's what I, you know, because here's the thing. Jeff and I spend so much time on the show in, in so many ways talking about keep moving forward and taking one step in the right direction. And Jeff and I, neither one of us are people that get up and say, you know what? I want to run a marathon. I'm just going to go run four miles. And then we do it every day. We eat better. We whatever like that. People like that, people that are able to do that are great. I'm a little jealous of people that can take, go from nothing to something in one giant leap and be done. That's great. Most people aren't like that. Right. Callie and I are both (laughs) the same. We come up with a big plan to clean out the refrigerator, which will take a whole hour. And then 20 minutes into it, we hate it. Right. And we just, and we just throw everything back in there and close it and, and then go watch live PD. So for me this weekend, I noticed a blind spot in myself. I started communicating with 
with black friends to say, hey, would you mind? I want to know more about this. Then I got the messages. It's not their responsibility. And here's what I want to say about that as it relates to taking small steps. I don't think there is such thing as taking a wrong step in the right direction. You know what I mean? Taking one step forward that's going to make who you are changed and different so you can make a difference in the next step is not a bad thing. It might be different. We all start at a different place where, you know, where someone that's in an interracial marriage starts is different from where I'm starting, which is different from where somebody else might be starting. And we each have our own blind spots and we each have a different level of progress to get to that's going to help overwhelming change in this country and, and attack, attempt to attack a huge problem that we have. Um, we're all at different starting points. So to have someone tell you that your starting point in a direction that is productive, isn't the right step. I don't want to hear that anymore right? because I want if everyone someone is attempting any step at all, encourage them to keep stepping. Yes. Because what I don't want to see is someone wants to run a marathon and they're running their first mile and someone says, you're running the wrong way. You look stupid. And for them to never run, you're running too slow. You'll never finish this. And I don't want that to stop people from losing sight of that goal to run that marathon, because I think it could happen. It's a scary thing to take your first step and say, I want to change. And here's what I want to do and, and be torn down for it. Right. You know, like, like let's, know that you don't have to make the whole leap. You don't have to hide making the small steps that you are. And please do make small steps in the right direction. Nothing's going to change your life if you're still sitting on the couch thinking about how things could be different and you're never putting action. And, Ka- and Callie's saying that, but that's also, um, and, I, and I'm going to misquote him, but that's a, a Martin Luther King quote about not having to see the entire staircase Mm -hmm. in order to put your foot on the first step. Like you don't have to know where it's going to lead. You just have to acknowledge that you have to step in some direction. Right. So if it's donating, donate. If it's reading and learning, you know, um, I've seen a lot of people recommending books this weekend and that's great. Great. If it's starting changing your home, great. If it's talking to your kids, great. If it's talking to your black friends to talk about their experiences and know what they know and learn more about it. If it's picking up a history book, because in your history classes, you didn't get a history of civil rights, do it. Do it. It is so important. Um, and that's why I said everybody starts from a different place. Any step in the right direction, good for you, because that's one step. And then you take another one and then you take another one and then you take another one and change starts. I read this um, really cool tweet that I wanted to read from B. Simone. And she said, I'm proud of some of everyone that's doing something towards the greater good. Let's not complain about what we think people should do, but focus on the person in the mirror. Change starts with you. I think something else that we have to or I want to address Um in this because I just, if, if somebody walks away from our show and has a different attitude about white privilege or a different attitude about making a smaller step or a different, whatever, I, even if it's just one person, I think then 
that makes the entirety of this show worth it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that being said, I want to caution people who are dismissing, not dismissing, that's the wrong word, but who are trying to uh, soften what happened to, to George Floyd or anybody who, who is poor, anybody of color who is poorly treated by a white police officer who is, who is saying, well, there's going to be, there's going to be one bad apple, you know, there's going to be bad apples in the bunch. And so all police officers shouldn't have to be punished or whatever. Two things about that. Um, one, I believe that Yes, there's going to be bad apples in every bunch, but in some bunches, they just shouldn't be allowed. And mm -hmm. I and I hope that th the fraternity of law enforcement becomes more tolerant of calling out people who are intolerant. Yes. Um, because in and pun it and that it goes on a record so they don't need to be in that job anymore. Chris, I'm, the dude. Uh, whose name I can't even remember, which because the, the the man who killed was kneeling on George Floyd's neck had I, over like a dozen and a half complaints a against lot. him, a like lot. double digits. And and Chris Rock makes it made a joke about it. But he's like, why are we allowed to say that? Um, yeah, there's going to be a few bad cops, but like pilots, <laughs> like you wouldn't tolerate that with a pilot. Like if you're a pilot and another pilot's drunk, yeah. on, like you're not letting that pilot fly that right. plane because it puts everybody in danger or just, or 18 times during his career, he crashed a plane and you're not flying anymore. You, you flag them, right? You go, Hey, this dude maybe needs to take the flying test again. Right. right. So that, I mean, it's funny, but it's not because it shouldn't be acceptable. And two, if you are using that line, but you are also lumping in all the violent criminal protesters from this mm -hmm. past weekend into one group and you are uh, condemning all black people because of the actions of a few violent criminals. Or then condemning black people for the actions of white people or white that people are, who are doing yeah. destructive, horrible things. Because I saw a lot of that this weekend too. A lot of white people defacing the CNN building. I saw mm -hmm. a lot of what I mean, yeah. The first dude who jumped up on the police car in front of the CNN building that I saw on TV, I was watching channel two here in Atlanta was a white dude with a skateboard. Mm -hmm. So it don't, don't, ex, don't allow there to be a few bad apple cops, but not allow there to be a few bad apple black people. Like you or can't, a, you a can't, few, a few bad apple, like no, somebody I'm, was saying too, like protesters and looters, that's different. Right. Don't, don't call the looters the protesters, because that's not them. The protesters are there protesting and getting their voices but heard. What I'm saying is you're not allowed, you right. person, you're not allowed to say there's a few bad Apple cops and we'll try to get rid of them, but then assume that all black people are bad because you, that, right. that's your prejudice. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. I saw a, a tweet from somebody who I'm not going to call out, but who I considered a friend who said that the African-Americans, that was his quote, the African-Americans have decided to handle this night differently. And that's so not true. No. So anyways, all that being said, uh, 
we're going to, we, we're going to table this kind of for now with one last thought kind of to, to bring it back around to an upside thing, but in our house and on this show from time to time, this is going to be a conversation because I want, my hope is that this weekend the reason that neither you or I could turn the TV off and the reason that we are so engaged with it and the reason we're talking about this right now is I hope this is a moment in history. I hope George Floyd's name is forever associated with turning a corner. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, crossing, crossing bridges uh, in the civil rights movement or refusing to get up off a, 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 a seat in the front of the bus. Like those things, like I hope we have all lived through a moment in history and this is the beginning of radical change. Mm -hmm. So we're going to keep using our voices to try to make, to try to walk you through with what we're doing to going through and also to encourage you to use your voice in whatever way you're comfortable with. Um, that being said, there were so many great stories that came out of the tragedy this weekend. Callie and I witnessed one ourselves when we drove down to her building to see the damage to it. We're, we're, I mean, we just wanted to see how bad it was in person. Uh, and we ended up being really pleasantly surprised by a bunch of people in the park. People were cleaning up. People were, and actually I had someone message me on Instagram, um, saying that she was, you know, part of the group that organized the protest for this weekend. And part of the group was, and yeah, the day after we're going to go help clean up like that was, she was part of the group. Um, and she was, she was like, and I was there and we were cleaning up because, you know. Yeah. We had, um, I had a friend on Facebook who, who I didn't even think to do this before we drove down there, but he, he threw a box of garbage bags and a couple of brooms in his car. Yeah. I wish we would have done that. We didn't think about it. And he and his daughter just drove to, to downtown Atlanta and people were sitting, just people, just people sweeping up the glass in front of that, um, seafood restaurant where all the windows were smashed. Picking, picking up, up trash. Yep. So that was awesome. Uh, there are really great stories of protesters and police officers connecting over the weekend. Protesting. Um, there were, um, I, I, can't, I don't know what city it was in, but there was a police officer who said, you know, how can we help you guys? And the protester said, march with us. And he said, okay. That's Flint, Michigan. Yeah. And, and he took off his, he had one of those helmets on, those like riot gear helmets, mm-hmm. took that off. Uh in another city, one police officer became separated from the rest of the police officers and a bunch of black men joined linked arms around him to protect him from, from other people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, our own police chief on a Friday night was walking through the crowd, talking to people and saying, saying who wants to talk. Yeah. And saying, talk. yeah, I, I'm mad too. That's a bad, this is my occupation and he represented it poorly and I want change too. So our Atlanta police chief. So there are good stories out there and it's important to take care of yourself and seek out those good stories so you don't become buried in it. I, um, you know, and it's hard to do. I thought it was important to watch all the coverage this weekend because I needed to see it and I needed to cry and I needed to feel that pain and feel the hurt and feel the anger. And I thought that was really important for me and for Jeff. Um, you know, we weren't watching it with popcorn, but we were watching it just to get a a sense of the anger, the fear, the, just all of it. And, um, so we were doing that and, 
you know, now that the weekend is over, I, on, uh, what was it? Saturday was like, I need to decompress off social media for a little bit, because here's the other thing you got to take care of yourself. Um, we now more than ever, and this is a great thing and a horrible thing have, um, so much input coming at us, which is great because it gives people a voice and another way to be heard and, and all of that. But it is a lot of input and I needed to step away from some of the input um, on Saturday. I struggle with depression. I struggle with anxiety and I can feel myself because I've dealt with this for a long time. I can feel myself start to spiral and I know things that I need to do to say, Callie, you need to stop you need to stop. And I had that moment on Saturday. So I unplugged from Instagram. Um, probably today I'm going to unplug from Twitter for a little bit just because I need to get my mental state in an okay place because depression and anxiety for a lot of people can be a really scary downward spiral. And, all and you, you got to take care of yourself. And you don't have to avoid it forever, but you just have to, you have to put a hiccup in the spiral part of it. Like you have, you have to, to disrupt it. Yeah. You have to just knock it off you know, think of it like a, like a top spinning on a table, mm -hmm. like it's spinning and spinning and spinning. You don't have to do much to knock it right off. And then it has to start all over again, but you have to do something. So but, um, take care of yourself. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Take care of yourself. All right. Let's say thank you to our um, sponsors for the show today. And then we'll come back. I've got my three random things. Um, one of those involves saving bananas. If you're sick of banana bread, but you're, you also don't know what to do with brown bananas. I've got a, a random thing about that. Um, and then we'll talk about how today is a Monday and it's the first day of the month. So it's a great way to great time to make some like resolution type things. Okay. So, uh, but we'll table the heavy stuff for now. Thank you for listening. Uh, if we upset you, sorry, wasn't our intention. We're just trying. Father's Day is coming up. It's on June 21st this year. And if you're struggling to think about what you want to get dad this year, or you're like, I'm not going shopping right now or whatever, let me make this easy for you. Go with StoryWorth. So here's what StoryWorth does. It's an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and their personal thoughts. So every week, StoryWorth is going to email your dad a different story prompt, questions that maybe you've never thought to ask, like, what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? What's one of the riskiest things ever done? Um, and then after one year, StoryWorth is going to compile every single answered question and photo that you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book. So it'll be a starter gift for this year and then a great gift for next year. And one of the things that's really cool about it is they send you the answers every week. So as a family, you can start to discuss things that maybe you never talked about before and you can spend a whole year learning about each other. Um, and you can do it without seeing each other, which right now, you know, I know a lot of us aren't seeing our parents. So this is a great gift. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash upside. You're going to get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash upside for $10 off. 
The science behind liquid IV is way above my head, but here's how it works in the most simple terms. The powder, the liquid IV stick of powder, when it's dissolved in 16 ounces of water, increases your hydration by two to three times. They do that because they have this thing called cellular transport technology. It's glucose and sodium and potassium. It delivers the hydration right into your bloodstream. It's the perfect balance to help hydrate you more quickly and effectively than water alone. And hydration is so important. Proper hydration actually can boost your immunity two to three times the value of just the water alone when you add one stick of liquid IV. And they're so delicious. It's not a nasty tasting powder. It tastes like lemonade. My favorite, the lemon lime one does anyways, packed with vitamins, vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, B12, all of this helps boost your immunity. Get it nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, or Costco. You can also get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's liquidiv.com, the promo code UPSIDE when you check out. Earlier this year, I cleaned out my bra drawer. It was one of those micro anxieties where every time I looked at it, I'm like, why do I have so much junk in this drawer? I never wear half this stuff and it's been collecting dust since college. I've got to get rid of this stuff. So I finally did it. I went through my bra drawer and I got rid of every bra that I have except for my third love bras. I was a paying customer of theirs before they were an advertiser on their show and I absolutely love them. My favorite is the classic t-shirt bra. One of my girlfriend's told me about them a little bit ago. So I ordered one and I loved it so much that I replaced all of my old bras with third love bras. That is how much I love this brand. You can find your perfect fit by going to thirdlove.com upside and you'll take a fit finder quiz, which sounds kind of silly, but trust me, it's really important. And it also you also might find out that you've been wearing the wrong bra size, which I definitely did. They have half sizes. They have cups double A through I. They have bands 30 to 48, all made with the signature memory foam cups. And if you don't love your bra within 60 days, you can wear it. You can wash it. You can live in it. And if you don't like it, you can send it back. No questions asked for a refund. And they're going to donate that bra to a woman in need. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 15% off today. All right, here are my three random things for today. The banana one first. If you want to prolong your banana's life, wrap the stem of the bunch in saran wrap. Apparently, uh, it's the gases that get released from the banana through those stems and then replaced with something from the atmosphere is what turns bananas brown. Huh. So if you can stop that from happening, then they'll last longer. And now I understand why bananas, a lot of bananas ha now have that stuff. Yes. And I usually hate that because I think it looks gross. I weird, take it off. And I right always away. take it off. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. Or if you should, if you do, uh, then wrap it again in saran wrap because it keeps your bananas longer. Uh, if you're feeling stressed these days, here is an easy solution. And I so relate to this. Clean up your space. Over 60% of people studied say that uh, or demonstrate that tidying up the area that they're living or working in creates um, brings them uh, is a stress reliever and has them operating at a lower level of stress. Once it it's might tidy. as well be about you. I know. I love to clean stuff. When I'm, when I'm anxious, that's what I'm like. I got to clean my closet. 
Uh, and then Callie, I pulled this one down just for you. Uh, if you have hiccups that aren't going away, put a pinch of sugar on the very back of your tongue and let it dissolve. The sweet sugar stimulates the nerve in your throat that's causing the hiccups, which will help them to end quickly. You know what else works? Well, it makes me wonder if the reason that your thing works is that same thing. Yes. My thing is eat a scoop of peanut butter, solves the hiccups every time. And I thought originally when you first said that you put the peanut butter in your mouth and you like, you let it dissolve or whatever, but you don't. No, you swallow it. And somehow like the coating of the throat or whatever you just said. Yeah, it works. And she swears by it and has told other people that. And it's going to be my grandma hack when I'm a grandma someday. I'm going to be like a scoop of peanut butter. And then our grandkids are going to be like, my grandma always said, I'll be like, mm -hmm, yeah, you're welcome. Compared to your grandmother and her, you know, shot of whiskey with a raisin floating in it. Or no, whatever she it had, it was gin raisins. And my grandmother swore by, she would put, um, raisins in a Mason jar with gin and she would let them sit there and she would have like two a day. And she swears that that helps with her arthritis. So she's got, she's got a fun, like liquor boozy one and yours is just, uh, peanut butter. You're the, you're the boring grandma. You're yeah, gonna, you but whatever. Go I'm at least it's like out of the box and I'm getting credit for it. Today is Monday. It is the first day of a new month and Jeff and I love new starts. Yes. Things. So if you feel like you need a restart in some way, maybe it's your soul, maybe it's your energy, maybe it is your attitude. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's the quarantine 15 that we've all put on. Use this as a great excuse to get started. Some guy, I, I, I wish I screen took a screenshot of this, but it would probably be terrible to call him out on it. Uh, he messaged me asking for the name of our uh, client, the bra client, third love, mm -hmm. uh, because his wife needs some new bras because of the quarantine 15. Oh my God. And so he was going to surprise her. And that just now I'm realizing how dangerous that would yeah, be. Yeah, that's not a good idea. You should have no. talked him out of that. <laughs> no, you should have been like, dude, let me, let me just tell you, no don't way. do it. Uh -uh, we need our clients to, to get business. So I sent him the promo code and everything. I'm like, there you go. Uh, but anyways, if you, if like the quarantine 15, if you're done with that, today's a Monday, today's the first day of the month, write your goal down and then underneath it, uh, write one through 30. So you write your goal at the top of the page and then just number one through 30. And then every single, your goal for this month is to write something on every single day that you did to work towards that goal. Love so, it. so if you want to run, if you want to start running, then you just write on day one, like, uh, went for a, a one mile walk. That's all you have to do. Like this is kind of the theme of today's whole show. Keep moving forward one step at a time. You don't have to run the whole mile today, but you can write, went for a walk. And you then, could write, bought running shoes. Yeah. Doug, you could write, dug my running shoes out of the closet. Let's start a little, like thinking about running a mile kind of gives me high. So let's start even, let's break it down even a little more. Right. Maybe you buy running shoes. Maybe. Sure. You go walk around the block and that's it. And that's all you got. But you know what? You're better than you were yesterday. And that counts. But you have to do it every single day. That would be the goal. You have to earn yourself a star every single day. So today's the day to start. Good luck. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. 
Today is National Say Something Nice Day. And the way to celebrate, simply by saying something nice to someone. Thought that was very upsidey, so I wanted to bring it up. Would you like to say something nice to me? I think you are the cutest pregnant woman I have ever met. <laughs> you do? Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, I think you're the greatest partner in the entire world. Thanks. I saw uh, you the other day. Where was it? Because I think I said something to you and you hit your little bump. And I was like, there's a little bump. <laughs> I knew you, you did, but I think it was like yesterday, maybe it was Saturday. But I walked in the room and I was kind of, I don't know, I just like, I had on tight clothes for that, like workout clothes or something. And you're like, oh my God. There's a little bump. There's a little bump. Here the cutest. So uh, celebrate uh, National Say Something Nice Day by saying something nice to somebody, anybody. Hi guys, it's Rachel in Ackworth, Georgia. I just wanted to comment about the picture of the dog on the dining room table. What I thought was hilarious is you guys have talked before about how Callie does not have a stern voice for the dogs to listen to her. And in that little video of the dog on the dining room table, it was apparently clear that she does not have a stern voice for any dog or anything to take her seriously. It was so funny. I could not stop laughing. Um, the dog was clearly ignoring her. Love you both. Have a great day. If there is a place, a space in your house that you want to love, it should be your bedroom, right? That should be the most peaceful, calming, great place in our house because we got to get that good sleep, right? Okay, so here's what we did. We changed out our bedding because we have partnered with Brook Linen. So we head to toe, made over our bed. We got a new duvet cover. We got new sheets and we are sleeping like rock stars. Not only are we sleeping like rock stars, but every time I walk into our bedroom, I get really excited because our bedroom looks so good. It looks so calm and so peaceful. So it's comfortable, but it also looks great. And we needed a major upgrade because yes, our dogs sleep with us. And yes, we had holes in our duvet cover for years. So we've stuck with Brooklyn and we absolutely love them. You're going to love them too. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code UPSIDE at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use the promo code UPSIDE for your 10% off your first order and free shipping. Hey, it's Melissa. So I just had to pause your episode talking about pee in the fridge. Callie, I hope for your sake that through your pregnancy, you don't have to do a 24-hour urine test. Um, I had to do it with both of my pregnancies, and basically you collect all of your pee in a jug and keep it in the fridge for 24 hours. Um, for your sake, I hope you don't have to do that. Just wanted to share. Take it back. Hey, Jeff and Callie. I had to pause today's episode to talk about the other woman and the relationship. So we have a couple of the devices, and um, I don't think that she likes me very much either but she always understands my husband and it drives me nuts. I can say, you know, hey, turn on the lamp and she won't do it or she doesn't understand what I'm saying and she'll turn on a different light and it's so frustrating. But anyway, so we have the other woman in our relationship as well and I don't like her either. Thanks y'all, have a good day. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Casey. I just wanted to call and say uh, thank you so much for this awesome podcast. I listen to it every morning, um, whether on 
a walk, which I'm on a walk right now, or in the um, in the car headed into town. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much. You guys are awesome and uplifting, and it's wonderful to hear you. I wanted to say that about the giraffe, I was listening to it yesterday morning coming home. I cried laughing. I was laughing so hard. Tears were rolling down my face. It was absolutely hilarious. I ran in and made my husband listen to it as well. He thought it was funny, but not as funny as I thought it was. It was great. Once again, thank you guys for an awesome podcast, and have a great day. Oh, and congratulations on the baby. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Just started listening to your show here a couple months ago. This is Brooke from South Dakota. I listened to a couple that were talking about the car seat thing, and maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I couldn't stand the infant carrier. So... I figured they're only in it for maybe six months anyway, and I just got the convertible seat in both of our cars. But there are instances that the infant carrier is handy. Hope that helps you in some way. Have a good one. Bye. There are not four or five different races. There's only one race on the face of the earth, the human race. You're not born a bigot. You have to learn to be a bigot. Anything you learn, you can unlearn. It's time to unlearn our bigotry. Pigmentation in your skin has nothing to do with intelligence or with your worth as a human being. It's time to get over this thing, and we best get over it pretty soon.